Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Welcome back to Guild Mateys, your absolute favorite podcast where Arthur is insane, Sinead is swimming in weapons, and Q is about to try and save the world. There's little beaks in the shadows and they want to nibble on my feet. <laughs> uh, Sinead um, and Arthur, uh, you guys have a time skip coming up uh, in a second, um, but before we can do that, we've got to move to the second part of Q and Giuseppe's adventure to recruit local leadership to be on their side for the cause. Uh, the uh, the merchant prince Donello Felici Donello Felici is um, out in the countryside tending to his many 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 crops, or rather having other people tend to them for him. And uh, Giuseppe is leading you right there. You go through a very beautiful vineyard um, with some of the most fertile soil you've ever seen. It's beautiful. And uh, finally, you come to a uh, a pretty humble-looking mansion, as Vodachian mansions go. Um, it doesn't smell like a swamp because you're a little bit far inland uh, compared to about the rest of. Uh, it's you're not like riddled with canals as much, uh, except for the ones that are uh, nearby for transportation. And um, Giuseppe says, "Now I want to say." Uh, <clears throat> I'm not quite sure what my reputation is with them at the moment, but uh, do we just, I suppose we just walk up. Uh, if we approach like a criminals, he'll perhaps think we are criminals, huh? Yeah, I think, well, we might as well walk up and, you know, worst case scenario, we'll see if I can talk our way out of any trouble. Got it. So, Giuseppe uh, is going to roll for uh, wits plus whatever. Uh, wits plus convince. Um, here we go. Let's see. How is he this does. the which? Is this the role to like convince the dude? Yeah. I'm going to spend. Can I spend my Giuseppe point? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can spend your Giuseppe point. Okay, I'm spending my Giuseppe point to give. So he gets an extra three die. If it isn't the consequences f- of Brennan's own actions, uh, he gets an extra four <laughs> dice. Okay, now I know I didn't say that. No, it's because I have camaraderie. It's an advantage. Whenever I spend a hero point to aid an ally, they gain four dice instead of three. That's um, you didn't say stupid. that. The seventh C manual <laughs> did actually. Yeah, Brennan. John Wick fucking said it, Brennan. <laughs> John Wick himself. You're so right. You can slander you know, him if I've, you want to, but just know no, he's going to break in and put two John cold Wick. ones in the back of your skull. If you do. So we are absolutely going to roll with the four dice. John Wick comes in quick, quick. I didn't expect a four extra die. He's going to like kill this roll. <laughs> All right, boys. 
Ten D ten. Let's let's do That's some. That's the point. We want him to kill this roll. And an exploding ten. So let's see here. You only got one, one. exploding ten with ten dice. That's kind of sucky. I mean, well, actually, that's, that's, that's mathematically average. makes sense. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, like, I got two for both of my previous rolls. Classic Giuseppo. Three. With only six dice. Hold Coming up, in guys. at exactly the average. <laughs> I need to do math. How do you guys do this when I'm talking your ear off? This is ridiculous. Um, I'm, I'm a genius. <laughs> three. Four. Five. Okay, that's five. And then you got an exploding ten, which hopefully he can add. Yeah, remember we're like when we started first doing this before we did fifty-three episodes of this and it would take forever for us to count our raises and you guys were like, Oh, like what's taking so Rob so long? And I'm rolling like eight die behind here to hit somebody with a bow. It's like this is why. <laughs> it's like it's hard. Like it's like I know what to look for now. Right. So I can do it for if he gets a well, nine or a ten, he gets a sixth raise. Well minus He gets a ten! <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, also, like the fact that it took us a few episodes to make sure everyone was rolling the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback. All right. There you go. Cool. Which so we need to gets... explain that because I've talked to people who listen to the show and I don't think we've explained it very well to the audience, but that's that's fine. Whatever. For another day. We'll explain it day. after the finale. After On the <laughs> Q&A, when we do the post-season yeah. Q&A, I will explain raises. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... Uh, Giuseppe got six raises. He's going to use all of them to have this conversation. Um, so he rolls up. In fact, I mean, five was the max. Like, one to not get caught and four to convince him uh, to be on his side plus a bonus, right? So he he has one he can bank. Do you want your Giuseppe raise back? <laughs> yeah, I mean, do I get my Giuseppe point back? Is that what happened? Or I get I mean, the Giuseppe he, raise? He has a bank. No, he has a banked raise. You have a Giuseppe raise, like Sinead's just uh, like sailing raises. Okay, I will just simply change the thing that says Giuseppe point to one Giuseppe raise. Excellent. So anyway, he knocks on the door. Who is um, it? <laughs> a uh, a courtesan maid comes to the door and says. Hello, who who do we have the pleasure of hosting here at the wonderful mansion de de Fesquil, Fe, Fesit, Fe, Felici? So is Sorry, she it's... is she a courtesan dressed like a maid or a maid that fucks? <laughs> I don't know. I I, I guess it's probably and if she is a courtesan and if she is a courtesan dressed like a maid, is she dressed like a regular maid or is she one in one of those like French maid costumes? Yes, because that's French? what I imagine when like, I she... hear. Why'd you mind go to France? We're in, we're in Venice. Because like French made costumes are a thing. Yeah. It's like a normal like a Halloween costume? Like Yes, as, but it's also like a, a sex thing. Like, yeah, it it's is a, also a sex thing. French Is this an internet thing? Listen, all <laughs> No, not even. I feel like the I feel like back in the day when people just, you know, went to magazines for their porn, you would have French maids. <laughs> It's really a fetish as old as time. Yeah. As long as France has been a country, there has been French-made fetishes, so. I I never learned this in school. Well, well they don't teach it to a, you in school. It's called it's not, street smarts. You don't get this a, from that fancy book learning. It's not, a, it's not a story the Jedi would tell you. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> this is I mean, some, I went to, some Sith shit. You gotta find that. To, like a small Catholic school. I did go to a Jesuit school, but I don't think they. 
I mean, they did not teach Brennan, that at I the school to, I went to either. Han, you're muted. I went to Catholic school for 18 years of my life, and I still know what the fuck they're talking yeah. about. So you can't... Well, Brendan, we all went to that. Christian school, okay? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, okay? <laughs> yeah, We've all been to I, God class. <laughs> at any rate... Fourth grade English was just reading the geez. rosary dead ass. We never did any work. It was this oh my old God. woman. Shout out Mrs. Kresnik. Hope you're still alive. You were old Wait. when I had you, but... Question, did you guys have... I, I know we had... This is like episode time, but we can cut this out. But did you guys have like Bible class at your school? Yeah, it sucks. Like, okay. Yeah, like, the, like religion class? Yeah. Well, like, no, specifically just Bible. Oh, no. I mean, like, we had had classes in high school where you could do different, like, you could do that, but I didn't do that. No, every year, second period for everyone was Bible class. And then, like, once a week you go to chapel. Oh, yeah, I had to go to mass twice a week. That is so interesting. I got to hear more about you guys' upbringings because they fascinate me. Save it for yeah. the discussion episode. Save yeah, anyway, um, so she is a uh, she is dressed as a maid from France, uh, or Mon- for a Montaigne maid, I guess. Whatever yeah. that looks like. But is it a sex yeah. thing, or is she a maid from Montaigne? I, yeah, I think the thing we were just wondering. It, you said she costume... has a courtesan, so it's just like, is she getting some for work, or is she getting some for pleasure? I guess is what we. What's the dynamic here? Both. She does get paid, but she also, you know, gets some for 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 fun. I mean, well, I mean, does I assume a, she takes pride in her work. Does a maid who is French dress differently than like a French maid TM? Yes. Okay. Like if she okay, if she was like a servant, she wouldn't be dressed in a very fuckable outfit. Right? Yeah, at least like she, she would shouldn't just wear be. normal clothes. She really shouldn't be because that's that's an Is abuse she of power like right there. Fishnets. She got a low cut top. Yeah. Like, what, what are, are we what is her stocking here? situation? <laughs> Are her are her clothes like more practical? It's like Brennan. It's okay. Oh, I figured it out. I figured it out. Okay. Okay. This would be like if I told you someone was dressed as a sexy pirate. Like you can see a pirate <laughs> and think that pirate's sexy, and that's one thing. But if someone is dressed as a sexy pirate, that is a costume. Yeah. Like Elizabeth from Pirates of the Caribbean, she is a pirate who is sexy. Right. If I go to Spirit Halloween, you get a costume for a sexy pirate. It's the same thing with the maid. Yeah, so I, what are we dealing with here? From which angle? I just, I, the sad, I have to explain this in confession on Monday. We're, we're dealing with a non-sexy maid. Wow, a maid you had to go to confession? To... I would just confess my, sins, confess my sins to my best friend Jesus. Protestant yeah. gang! <laughs> this has been so horrible. I don't believe okay. that you've done anything morally wrong, and so you don't have to confess to anybody. <laughs> Yet again, kind of weird, but not actually a sin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love that phrase so much. <laughs> She's a uh, non-sexy maid. She just happens to be a courtesan who is also a maid, and she says, <clears throat> uh, she she asks who who there who's there, and Giuseppe says, "It is a Giuseppe Vivaldi, come to speak with the man of this house, the merchant for." Donello Felici. Tell him I'm back from the dead. Uh, she looks mildly alarmed um, and scurries off. Um, she comes back a couple minutes later and she says, He just got home, actually, and he will, uh, he says he is waiting for you in the dining room. Um, and she scurries off to do maid things. Um, 
the Giuseppe just walks in. He's been to this house before. He knows where the dining room is. And uh, sitting down in the chair at the end of the table with a large glass of wine is uh, Donello Felicity. Uh, he says, Is it really you, my boy? If it is, my condolences for your father. That is, it was quite a tragedy. The closest thing to a best of friend a man of business can really have. He was not uh, an happy man as much as a good man towards the end of his life. But even in these dark times, he had a spark of joy about him. What brings you to, to my dining room? I would have assumed you would have been fleeing, not at the cowardice, but there's not much for, left for you here. Your family name is gone. People don't trust you as much since you fled on them the first time, and the witches are in the power. The delicate balance of power between the merchant princes and the witches is completely out of, out of balance, and I must tell you, you are not on the right side of that conflict. Why you come back? I've come to ask you your help, but I realize that I'm not here to beg of your assistance, but more to give you the opportunity to do what's right. This is not about avenging my father, but he is gone and he lived a good life as a good man. This is not about killing the witches, although I must say they deserve it, especially Loriana, she was the worst. You know, we dated for a while, the but worst. that's neither here nor there. Literally the worst. <laughs> um, the most important thing. I'm here to give you the opportunity to do I know what I know what you know is right. And he like cringes at himself and he steals himself and he's like... <clears throat> what I mean to say... Sometimes a man gets sick of being a political pawn. Then it's time to become something else. I will not force you, I will not beg you, and I will not bribe you. But I know that you want to do what's right. And then here is your chance to do so. Um, Felici leans back in his chair, and he drinks some wine, and he ponders it for, for a moment. And he studies Giuseppe, and at first what he sees is surprise. He's, he's like, this is not Giuseppe. <laughs> He's like, what the? He's like, who is? He's, he's not. He's never seen Giuseppe Chad. He only knew Virgiuseppo. So he's like, this is not my beautiful prince. This is not my beautiful kingdom. Exactly, exactly. You know, when he's we like, finally made a man out of this boy. <laughs> it only took a lot of hellish uh, experiences. Really had and... to hammer that steel into shape. I'll tell you what. <laughs> and. Talk about He's, annealing, am I right? He says, I will join you. I have to hear more about what your plan is. Could you stay a day or two? And uh, Giuseppe looks at Q and, and says, I, I believe we have at the time, but not too much a time. Perhaps, perhaps we could, uh, like talk to you this evening or overnight and tomorrow and we could get back to our business that sounds good to me
All right, guys. So we are entering the, the time skip phase of this one. Um, so uh, Sinead is smuggling several thousands of pounds of swords, uniforms, food, stuff onto a rowboat and shipping it off. Uh, Arthur is uh, scouting out the palace to see what he can find uh, and then leaving to go train his recruits. And uh, Giuseppo and Q are at this uh, are in this mansion discussing uh, discussing the plans for the war uh, over the course. Uh, the first thing that would happen is Sinead gets the supplies back and uh, gets it ready to for the troops. Next, I, I would imagine Arthur, you notice that uh, the witches do come and go very sparingly, but for the most part, they hold up in the palace. They generally use the front doors. Um, like the guards uh, notice you watching and eventually shoo you away. Uh, so it's time to go back to the island and train your recruits. When you get back to the island for your recruits, um, they are they have the equipment, they have everything ready, they just need the training. Great. Um, so f- first thing I'm gonna, going to do, um, so Enrique isn't back, right? He's got his own responsibilities. Enrique is with uh, Sinead at the yeah, moment. Yeah, he came back with me, I think. Um, so he's back on the island. He's not among the recruits, though. He's with Sinead. Yeah. Um, and do you have any? Do you have any specific tasks that you're going to give uh, Enrique? I I didn't have any in mind, so no. <laughs> okay. Um, Arthur wants to talk to Enrique briefly. Then. Okay. Uh, you find Enrique occupied stoking a fire. Um, Arthur. Give me uh, that damn fire. Arthur sits down, um, like basically like ninety degrees around, like away from and around like the campfire, basically. Um, and he like sits down, and, like crosses his legs in front of him, and like props his arms like on his knees, and like leans his like um, like in a very tired and kind of like aloof way, rests his chin on his arms, and goes, "Bit of a rough day today. Not gonna lie, pretty spooky place for Archie." Um, Enrique, hi. Uh, hi, Sir Boston. Um, why don't you, why don't you, you mind taking a seat with me? I, I don't really like looking up to you, just, you cast a big shadow and I would kind of, <laughs> you just sat. He like sits down cross-legged next to it and he like throws the piece of wood he was holding onto and just sits down next to you. Um, how you doing, lad? Are you holding up well? It was, it can be. Um, I trust in my God and I trust in my crew and I trust in my captain. What else does a man have? Good. No, it's good. It's good to hear. Yeah. No, we all need something to uh, hold us steady. Um, it's always good to, to know where your home is and, uh, you know, where your foundation lies. Um, now listen, I'm going to level with you. I'm, I'm not doing super great. Um, and uh, the reality is, is that there are moments when I'm um, significantly less useful um, than I wish I could be just because of the effects of uh, looking into the in-between. So um, what I'm saying is I feel the need um, to uh, delegate some responsibility that I would normally have for running camp to, um, to an officer. And I think that you are the, the first the first choice. And so I was wondering if I could, um, I'm sorry, uh, give you a few, few tasks uh, that you could take care of and be the general um, go-to person for. 
It'd be an honor to help you, sir. A knight of Avalon and a uh, Castilian church boy, a sailor. Who would have thought? <laughs> you, put your fr- you put your trust in the right man. You'd be surprised how many recruits and uh, officers in the Avalonian army are um, of the church. Fascinating. I didn't spend too much time on the mainland when we visited. I f- it's it's uh, troubling sometimes. It's, it's often the men of the strongest faith and conviction that make the most brutal and effective warriors. Nice. I don't know if it's nice. It's just it is what it is. Um, so this is um, these are your new responsibilities. <clears throat> I understand that you and the captain procured a decent amount of supplies and weaponry. Um, I need you to um, essentially be the person that is in charge of taking inventory and making equal distributions to um, our new recruits and our current crew, um, making sure that everybody gets outfitted and then taking stock of what we have left and what we're going to be able to use. Um, I would also like you to be the main person for conflict resolution amongst the soldiers. And if there is a serious problem that you can't handle, then you come to um, Sinead or Q or I. Um, You are permitted to punish the soldiers to keep them in line in whatever way you think is going to be most effective if they end up being unruly or disobeying your orders. Um, I'm going to be honest, these recruits that I got tonight are just... um, they're homeless from off the street, but they all seemed like they were in fit shape. Like I, did, I didn't, uh, I don't think anybody that's like truly sickly is here. But they're gonna need some, some uh, stern guidance. You feel, um, you feel what I'm saying? Hi, Sir Bosun. I'll right. get right on it. Um, and um, also, um, this is this is probably likely going to be a pretty life or death scenario. So I would say that um. If you need to, to talk about, um, if, you've, if you feel the nerves before, before we do this, um, just know that I'm, I'm free to talk about it, so. Thank you. That shows good leadership, I think, to delegate responsibility and also offer the chance for emotional support. Yes, well, I've learned a little bit of the, the finer, more um, personable methods of leadership from uh, the captain and Q. So it's not my natural um, way of doing things, but I do think that this way has a lot of merit. Um, and you're a good lad. You're a good lad, Enrique. You'll be, you'll be fine. Sometimes bravery is being the only one who knows you're afraid. <sighs> and he gets up and gets to work. Um, Arthur just full on starts crying around fire. Um, <laughs> he doesn't see it, but he's gone. <laughs> just has a little weep sesh um, and tries not to think about um, how he's putting this sweet church boy in horrible danger by asking him to be his like officer. Um, not gonna lie, I'm, yo, I'm, I'm gonna need a right hand man. I've got the <laughs> I've got the probability of Enrique's survival right now, and uh, it went from low to very low. <laughs> Just, just to know that Arthur will for sure take a bullet, um, to save any any number of NPCs. Um, it depends for Q. Speaking of which, what are these what are these recruits doing? I needed to get I need to do some work. I feel like after he has so, this cry sesh, maybe we can cut to cut to so, one of somebody else before I I do the the, the soldiering. Got it. So um, so we're gonna save Sinead's uh Sinead's thing for last at the end of the time skip. So. 
Um, we are back with Q and Giuseppo. Um, you're discussing it over dinner. And he is all ears, he's leaning forward, and he uh, is ready to hear what you have in mind, Q. Okay. So, well, right now, I'm sure you've heard of everything that is going on in Montaigne and Castile. I have. You know that the witches are currently in the process of a of a coup here. I am. I assume that it is not in your best interest to introduce more chaos into the world or Bodachi. People tend to drink a little bit more, which is good for business, but people tend to die a lot more, which is bad for business. Yes, you see, we're trying to... We're trying to bring back a bit of stability. Um, also, get Giuseppo his family's help. Uh, what is the word? Uh, his inheritance, yes. Um, and so what we are looking for are people who will support us with the creation of a new government after we deal with the witches, or who could perhaps help support us in our attempt to deal with the witches. And we have how much time before this plan is executed? We are working on the timetable of days. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We are working uh, on the timetable of days. And what can I do for you? What can I provide? All I have is food, mostly. Mostly grapes for wine. Well, food and wine is good. I know you have many connections in the city. If you can help get the word out that there are people who are standing against the witches, if you have people who it may be lucrative for their business to not have the witches in charge, or if people are on the fence, perhaps you could convince them perhaps you could get them to leave the city if they do not want to be caught in the crossfire and after it's all said and done let them know that Giuseppe was the one who helped them out this I can do it for you um, I must say you should probably get back to wherever you were hiding people will find it suspicious if well the fate witches are very good at keeping their eyes on everything uh, that has been my experience. Um, Giuseppe, is there anything that you wanted that I did not cover? Should I perish in this? Please make sure that Vodachi is stable again. That the people have more power than they had before. And your boy, Luigi. I want him to be prince. And Giuseppo stands up. Felici nods, and Giuseppo takes his leave in a hurry. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. 
Um, kind of crazy. Um, and what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. <laughs> um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last, like, regular, like, story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, post-mortem, wrap-up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So as you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time, possibly. So, um, yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. Which also means this is going to be my last announcement, update, whatever thing ever, probably. So, um, yeah. I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that. But um, we'll we'll get there. We'll catch up. And um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale. And then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while. Simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, So they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, We're going to try to squeeze them in quick. But if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. (laughs) Um, They'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah. That's that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's it's almost over. Um Yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the the theme song as always. Um and thank you to everyone who has listened uh thus far and I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um but yeah, that's that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. All right, time skip time. Uh, you, uh, Q, uh, you spend some time there, you, you have the conversation, you leave, you leave, uh, uh, Laurentia onto the boat, back to Chiesa. Also during that time, (laughs) also during that time, uh, Arthur is giving his speech, is, uh, giving his recruits, uh, the, the lowdown, um, uh, Enrique has spent, uh, the last little time. Uh, working with them, getting everything together, uh, outfitting them, and it's been a couple of days by now. Um, the second day of training, uh, Q and Giuseppe show back up. They've been milling about 
and they're about ready for uh, some former military training. Uh, they're all lined up in front of you and standing at attention. After about three days of Enrique training. <laughs> all right. Um, so I imagine I have somebody that can translate into fluent Vodachin nearby. Um, yeah, it's and, just going to be Giuseppe. Oh, okay. So Giuseppe is <laughs> right here. Okay. So um, before, yeah. before I address the men, I'm going to pull Giuseppe aside a little bit. Um, I tell them... Um, I basically give the order for them to stand at attention, um, and then Rike, being a good sergeant, is fucking checking them, making sure all the uniforms are correct. The oh, yeah, probably, he is. Um, yeah, he makes a couple do push-ups that are fucked up their belts, um, I imagine. Um, he earns my insane approval. Um, so I <laughs> I pull just up outside. Um, Prince, there's something very important that um, we need to talk about regarding your army. So, um, first of all, you need to be a model leader and give them hope and give them a reason to fight, which you do by being who you are and what you're trying to do just by the nature of it. You're a, a public leader that can inspire these men. Here's the thing, though. Dying is the most expensive thing that you will ever do. And so it costs everything. And so to keep these men loyal, I think that it would be in your best interest to promise them something along the lines of um, a handsome reward upon successfully placing you on the throne. And for everyone that dies, they get a, um, a death salary that gets paid to their families. Um, to give them a, a way to make this worthwhile. And I, I don't think that'll be a hard sell, especially since um, it looks like 10 of our new recruits are just straight up homeless. Um, so, I mean, they're just grateful to have the food and the clothes. But um, I think that you should do this as a sign of goodwill. And it will also help us when we actually need the support of the people to show that you care. Um, and this is one of these things that is just important for being a leader. All of these things I can do. Right. Um, we need to introduce ourselves to our army. Um, okay, so then Arthur kind of moves Giuseppo and himself like back in front of the army. Um, Enrique kind of gives the order again to like listen. Um, right. Um, hello, everybody. I've met some of you um, only just recently. And many of you I've been with for quite some time. I know that this has been a jarring transition from piracy and homelessness into a rigid military structure. I want you all to know that this is not just formality. The reason that we are training as much as we can in the next week is because there is a real chance that what we will be trying to do will upset the balance of the world in a serious way and will spill some serious blood in trying to do that. There is a real chance that many of you may not survive the coming weeks. However, if you do, you will be rewarded handsomely and you will have done so for the good of your country and your countrymen. My name is Sir Arthur Windflagon, and this, gesturing to Giuseppo, 
is the future king of Odachi. Um, and Giuseppe, and he turns the floor over to Giuseppe. I know what we ask of you is not an easy task to lay down your life for a stranger, which is why we're not asking you to lay down your lives for me. I'm not asking you to lay down your lives for Vodachi, and I'm not asking you to lay down your lives for this crew. I'm asking you to do your best to survive, but should you lay down your life, I want you to know you're laying down your life for the future. Not just for your children, but for your children's children. Not just for your children's children, but for their children as well. I've seen an entire country of the most unequal power in all of the world fall and be rebuilt over time. I know somebody who was there as it was rebuilt and I have not seen it in its full glory myself. But they have told me that progress really cannot be made. I've seen a 15 year old the captain of the ship for more than a year and still now at a 16 years old. She is the bravest person I have ever met. And I've seen a young knight lose his most powerful two things. His skill with the bow and his mind. And yet, he marches forth as if he has never lost anything. I'm asking you to lay down your lives. To have the chance to give somebody else the chance to wake up in the freer world. And if it is not my world and it is not your world, so be it. But somebody in this large, unfair, archaic continent deserves a better life. And that is what they're fighting for. The men uh, cheer. And, um... Arthur, like, through that speech, like, had, like, a total, like, thousand-yard stare, like, head-empty, <laughs> dumb general look on his face. <laughs> like, just, like, military hard, just glassy-eyed. Just... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's good. Um, alright, at the end of the time skip for the preparations, Sinead, is there anything you'd like to say to your crew before we embark on the final boss battle? Your crew, your individuals, any NPC. Um, well, okay. Well, we need to talk about our, like what the plan is because I Arthur needs to share some information, I guess, about what he. So found. you're not gonna give me a chance to do a speech too, Rob? No, I'm, do it, I'm, do ki- it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't. I don't. Know. I'm, 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 I'm can, just saying. Whatever like, you guys want, what, whatever you guys think would be better for the for the story. Shanae can do a speech, and Arthur could do tactics. Arthur can do tactics, and they can do a speech. No, well, I, in fact, it's. I, I was wasn't even going to the idea that we were like, like just about to go to war. Like, no, like we like <laughs> let's not like start the battle right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wasn't even going to do a speech because I've done enough speeches, I think. And those are yeah. cool enough. I'll leave them well alone. OK. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm good. I, I right, think no, I, I think during all that, Sinead was probably just organizing stuff in the background, making sure everyone had what they need, cleaning weapons and stuff and just kind yeah. of looking on. Do you want to talk to, uh, in that case, um, you guys could talk about tactics um, with, uh, so Arthur, Q, uh, Enrique, Giuseppo, I think that's all the named NPCs. Eustace is cooking. Eustace and Greg. 
Eustace and Greg are Eustace and Greg are busy. <laughs> they got more important Greg's things. Greg's gonna be our saving grace in the final battle. Like the most climactic moment. It's all gonna come down to Greg. <laughs> yeah, we just need we need like a Greg roll like at a really bad time. Like it's we like our Greg. extra. It's like our like our in case of emergency extra point of inspiration. <laughs> what Brennan, even can I have is, a Greg point? I Nobody don't, gets a Greg point. I don't even That'd have like a stat powerful. block for Greg. Maybe I should just like make him like the Nega Arthur and just everything that Arthur doesn't have. A bow. Well, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go die now. Um, but like, so he'd have like really good perform, tempt, and theft, but really bad aim and athletics. He'd be good at brawling, and he'd actually be pretty good in. Like riding and sailing, so he's just like a fucking it. scrappy, sultry boy, I guess. Seems like sure. a statesman. It does. Um, anyway, but Eustace and Greg are off being busy. Um, again, when did we introduce Eustace? Um, like three least... episodes ago. Yeah. Three <laughs> sessions, so what, yeah. what does Eustace he do? has been she, the bedrock of our ship, literally the glue that has held this entire campaign together. She stirs our grog. Anyway, um, okay, so uh, the five of you are around your improv impromptu war table, which I'm picturing to just be in the empty fortress. This is just like Narnia. Great. Now, sure. I, now I can't yes. do this anymore. We can put it in the church. Well, it's probably even more Narnia. I don't know. You guys are around the war table. Okay. Um, I have... Um some information i think it's going to be useful on a practical level to storm um the palace so basically there's three entrances um and an exterior um wall around the grounds now the front door is where all the witches go in and out of but it's very irregular as far as i understand they're all in the palace cooking up some witchy bullshit 24 7 so um Honestly, if we wanted to just try to kill them all, we could just burn the palace down because I think that all the leadership is inside there. So we could. Arthur sees Giuseppe's face like completely <laughs> fall, and he's like, "Oh, just I'm just saying." Okay, we don't. We yeah, it don't. would really suck to have your house burned down, would it, Giuseppe? Yeah, I mean, oh. it's just feels like a small price to pay to kill a bunch of witches really yeah. quick. But I guess we'll all just die fighting them hand by hand. It's fine. Yeah, well, there also could that. be like other servants working in the in the castle who probably shouldn't burn to death. Yeah, that's true. You um, can't run a castle without servants. That's the whole thing. I miss anyway, so the front door is probably going to draw a ton of attention no matter what we do. I think there is a slightly better chance that we can avoid detection for at least a little bit if we try to go through the east entrance. Um, and Arthur kind of like draws like a, a makeshift map like in front of people of like what the, the grounds look like and what the aerial view is. Um, he marks the, the west entrance where the military quarters are and says, so I basically saw that there was only about, what was it, 30 to 40 troops garrisoned in the actual palace, which is quite low. It means that we're not at a statistical numbers disadvantage so long as we don't drag the guards from the rest of the outer barracks of Valencia like to us. But I it's it's but peculiar that the palace, like the seat of power, would be so undefended. I think it's either the witches being arrogant or the troops are just spread thin elsewhere. But in any case, if we are able to to like carry in boxes all like the weapons for our army, like 
try to bring all of that through the merchant's quarters and pretend like we're delivering a shipment of something. We may be able to get inside the palace without drawing attention at all, which would give us a huge advantage in taking out the witch's leadership. But it, that provided we need to sneak over a wall with all of this gear or somehow get access to the palace grounds and then con convince people to let us in the servants' quarters. So there's just a high likelihood that battle will start somewhere along this plan. But that might be the best goal to move towards. So I'm also wondering a couple things. One of the contacts we made was um, a, a man who owns a vineyard in the winery. So perhaps we could get some wine, we could, you know, get some shipments and put the outer boxes and put wine on, you know, on top of stuff um, and take it in. I think it would also possibly work if, um, I think our best bet would be to charge with the main part of the army in one area and then try and sneak in and find Regina because the, the men fighting, the, the fighters fighting the other fighters, that... That is, you know, that will just come down to skill, but the Fate Witches, as long as they are there, they mean they are going to be the greatest threat, and none of our people against them will really be uh, sufficient. I worry that if the bulk of our army draws the heat of all of the guards in the palace without our leadership and help, that they might not have a very good chance. But if we can, if we can split. If we can distract them long enough for us to get infiltrated with the witches, it might be worth it. I'm just worried that the casualties might be higher than if we killed the, all the guards with our army and then stomped the witches. But I don't think it's going to be hard to like do them sequentially because I feel like the witches are going to know pretty quickly when we start fighting. So maybe you're right. Maybe we need to just divert. Which would mean we'd have to put Enrique in charge of our army. Or, or I would stay with the army while you guys infiltrate, and then I would come in after you. Maybe, maybe that just could work. Maybe you, you come in with the army, and we get into position, and then um, we sort of meet you on the other side of the initial charge. Okay. Um, I think could... that makes a lot of sense to me because I'm not sure that Enrique has enough experience as a commander to lead a whole. Um... I don't want to put that on him. No. Um, um, oh, by the way, um, throwing knives, even though I'm fucking sick at them, are not the best battlefield weapon. Did anybody pick up, like, um, well, like, is there, I, I guess there's an extra sword I could have, right? But I was wondering, like, maybe if there's I, a gun I pull, I pull one of the guns out of my belt and hand it. Oh, damn. Do you have another one of those? I do it again. <laughs> Arthur takes this engraved gun and, like, looks like he's just received, like, the best gift ever. And he's like, what? Cute twirls it around their <sighs> finger. Ask and you shall receive when you've got me on your team. Um, Arthur Love starts full ugly crying over this this pistol. He's, <laughs> it's so pretty. I, 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 thank you. This is the greatest gift. That I've gotten, except for my Yusserin bow, which I didn't give up. But besides <laughs> that, this is the the best. This is a princely gift. I, how can I ever repay you? Uh, kill the fate witches with it. I swear upon my life, I will kill as many fate witches as I can with this pistol in your honor. Same Z's. <laughs> and he looks dead in your eyes, and he like has like a crazy look on his face. 
I yeah, direct that energy that you've got right now into your anger towards them, and I think that will be the the, the best use of that. Um, what is this? What is a stat block for just this pistol? I'll uh, I haven't I'll I'll announce it at the beginning of combat. I haven't, okay. I haven't is it like four ahead. dramatic wounds or something crazy like that? It's like a normal pistol. It is a most normal pistol. Yeah, it's like. Oh, mine's ever. magical. Cause like, yeah, I feel like I feel like they should be like there should be some bonus to them. Like because not just we like a basic when we tested pistol. when we tested this season for the seven C stuff, Arthur not was it Arthur? I don't know if it was his name. His name was Arthur, but he got shot at the end of it. He fucking died at the end of it with one yeah. bullet wound. Yeah, like the end of our session zero, my the character I was playing like got fully one shot like in the face by um, <laughs> at the uh, very end, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so, that honestly, was fucking so crazy. Sick. I haven't thought about that in a long time. <laughs> so sick. Um, I love that. I was so that that was super, super cool. Uh, anyway. Um, anyway, yeah, guns are strong as fuck. I think. Um, but you it um, takes like a the... full round of combat to like reload. Right, so you need yeah. what I recall. It does. It does, like, multiple dramatic wounds. I think if you get, like, a critical or something, can't remember quite how it works. If you get a critical on your aim roll, then you... That's, like, a one-shot kill. You hit him in the head. Anything else to that, it's one dramatic wound per bullet. But it takes, like, three raises to reload. So if you want to fire it even twice, you need six raises in a round, which is pretty ridiculous. Okay. Um, that's, I'm pretty sure, how it works. I can I can look at the actual math, but that's three what Three raises so, per shot. Okay. And then each um, shot does... How many? How much damage? It's one dramatic wound, but I think it also depends on your your aim roll, because it's like a if you roll higher, you can hit in like a more critical spot. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like that should scale, cause like one. Yeah, cause like one dramatic wound, if you're fi fighting a lot of enemies, like really isn't a ton. But that makes. I and think also, it's... if you get shot in the face, that's done. You're done, though, right? Yeah. Right. So I'm pretty sure the way it works, it's it's like aim. So you roll a. Uh, an aim roll to hit and zero when you miss a one that's one dramatic wound a two it's two and you spend these raises and then to reload it it's three so if you wanted to one shot somebody and then have anything to do next turn you'd have to roll seven ways raises okay, if you spend seven sense. raises you can hit somebody in the head and reload it and then shoot again the next turn <laughs> damn okay would arthur get his accurate archer bonus that he had from his bow or no the, that, that bonus being that I just get a free raise on a skill check with a bow, and we converted um, it to knives, but now, like, knives, I mean, like, don't I, I like don't a, know. a sniper, like, ability or something like that? Is I mean, that's, that's, that's I'm basically say, what it is, yeah. I'm gonna say sniper. yes. Yeah. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. That'd be cool. Cool. Um, I feel awesome. like the fact that it's called sniper should... Right. Should yeah. <laughs> Also, uh, so Sinead, you have an extra pistol. Are you going to give it to Enrique, or are you going to give it to Giuseppe? Or are you going to have two pistols? <laughs> Guns that'd be sick. Sinead dual-wielding pistols, that'd be sick. They're both there at the at the war table? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll pull it out, and I'll look at both of them. All right, I only have one more, so who wants it? Uh, Enrique says... <clears throat> I believe it belongs to the prince. This is a noblewoman's weapon. Yeah, not a bad idea for Giuseppo to have a in-case-of-emergency backup plan. So I, I hand it to Giuseppo. <laughs> so each of these guns has a different name on it. I'll let you all name your own. Um, Giuseppo's is called In-Case-of-Emergency Backup Plan, but it's called <laughs> in Vodachin. <laughs> plan C. <laughs> um, you guys have the friendship guns? 
And uh, so, who's going where on this invasion of the throne? Are we going now? We're not like storming not a dawn episode. or something. It's, well, uh, if we so, I think that this this idea that Q brought to the table of trying to get this wine vendor to set up a contract with the palace for a delivery to happen, let's say in like a week, which will give us some more time to prepare. Um, and w- basically, with the uniforms we have, with little help from Gestapo's contact, I think that we can either carry a lot of our weaponry in the wine barrels themselves, or else just make it a part of our accoutrement to bring into the palace. And then, basically, I'll lead the soldiers into the barracks, catch the, the as many soldiers that are off-duty just completely by surprise. Uh, they won't be in their armaments or anything like that. We can just, I mean, hopefully storm in there, stab some people in the beds, and then we go to war. Um, and then Giuseppo, Captain, Q, you guys start taking on the Fate Witches. And as soon as things get settled on the army side, we I follow you with everybody else I can bring, and we put Giuseppo's ass on the throne. That sounds like a plan, um, as you guys establish this plan, you can hear a bunch of muttering and hooping and hollering going out outside, uh, outside the fortress, down by the Anthem Dogs, uh, down uh, the campsite. It sounds like a real ruckus. Go to the, toward the ruckus. Uh, you know, it's, uh, they're muttering about in their native languages. Actually, everyone's really distraught, talking about you know. Did you see that? Can you hear that? Is this is this real? What's going on? Everybody seems very very distraught. Um, I grab Greg. <laughs> Hello, uh, hi. Uh, what what is going on here? Why is everyone worried? Uh, Q Greg looks fucking. Um, it's a weird mix of emotions on his face. He looks simultaneously terrified and confused and like he is deeply in love um oh my gosh are you all high oh no i um i kind of feel like it to be honest it's been okay this is um so we were all chilling by the fire um having a good time we were roasting meat we talking to the vodachians i do not understand anything they say um but they are good people mostly homeless so they're a bit rough around the edges anyway so the ship is in the harbor and it's tied up and so we were, it wasn't doing anything, you know, it's just a ship, it's just staying there. And um, the masthead that we got from the whale, it, that lady is real, and she's hot, cute, she's beautiful, but that masthead became a real, live woman. Where, where did she go? Uh, um, before uh, Greg can answer, you can see uh, the most beautiful Vodachi woman you've ever seen. Um, she looks to be about uh, Giuseppe's age, about 20, 21, and she is uh, walking barefoot on the water across onto the beach um, and then uh, steps uh, into the car- uh, to the campsite. Her hair is long and it's a it's it's dark, it's black. She's got light gray eyes, and uh, she's wearing a flowy dress, kind of like Lady Arbals. Okay, so I'm just imagining when Ursula turned into a human and the Little Mermaid. Am I not that far off? Yeah, that's it sounds okay. Good. 
See what I mean? She's so beautiful. But what the fuck, right? She was on her ship and she was made of wood and kind of metal. And now she is like walking around and has skin and I, I think boobs. Okay. So. <laughs> I, I whisper to whoever is next to me. Did we? Is that like Calypso? Is that like a, is that? Who is that? Who is that? We didn't get Calypso, did we? Um, okay. She uh, says, uh, the crew's like, half the crew's like, yes, that's Calypso. The other half is like, no, that's not Calypso. Someone's like, I think it's the death goddess. And someone's like, I don't think that's the death goddess. And someone's like, so it's gotta be Calypso. And someone's like, I thought that's the same thing. Oh my god, I'm going to go up to the woman. Is she walking towards us or away from us? She's, she was walking towards you and then stopped at the edge of the campsite. She's not moving forward anymore. I'm going to walk up to her. I walk with Q just just to be an, another person. <laughs> Greg okay. is, is Greg is fangirling too hard to approach, so he is just like, ah, okay. I don't Let's want. Go, Greg. I don't want Q Giuseppe, to screw us again because they're falling in love with someone. Giuseppo is like <laughs> blushing furiously. I would never. You have. So I would there never. You go. So I'm, pre- uh, I'm pretty sure the masthead is naked, right? It was it was like a naked no, woman. No, she's wearing a dress. Oh, wearing a dress. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. That's right. Well, she was, but the the dress manifested along with her skin. Right. This she is a PG-13 podcast. It's definitely not. But that's fine. <laughs> Good time. Okay. So we, the uh, we say fuck too many times. So Q. Uh, Q, Sinead, uh, Giuseppo, and Enrique walk up. Giuseppo is very visibly, uh, like, sweating. But he's doing a really good job of stealing himself this time. I'm gonna say that Arthur comes up, too. Bonjour. She takes her head. Uh, Hello. I just cycle through languages <laughs> until 1-6. <laughs> when you hit Modachin, she, like, perks up. Um, but she kind of, like, doesn't really understand, but she, like, gets it close, you know? Uh, may I ask your name? She shrugs. Who are... Okay, uh... Hello, my name is Q. I, uh, reach out my hand, and I said, you can, you can shake it. You put your hand where my hand is, and you shake it, and that's how people introduce themselves. Uh, she puts her hand out. She doesn't touch yours, but she, like, puts it out, like, palm facing you and then shakes it. Like, looks like she's waving. Yeah, I'm going to very, uh, gently (laughs) just, like, grab her hand and, like, show her the shake. Very smooth. Then she looks at, she looks at Giuseppo and Enrique, and then, like, uh, she looks at Arthur and she looks at everybody around you and then she looks back at you, like, cocks, cocks her head. Well, we seem to... You came out of our masthead, is that correct? Do you know how you got here? Uh, she shakes her head again. Um, Are you hungry? Uh, she, her eyes light up, and then she uh, grabs a, a live fish from out of her out of her dress and, and just eats it whole. Whoa! Okay, right. she's got an appetite, folks. Um. Can Arthur roll a flat panache roll and, like, try to, like, touch her and see if she's, like, like, fey magic or just, like, like, I mean, like, on the forehead, like, if he can you, be, like, That's a what? wild thing you're about to do. I'm gonna just say that right now. Just, you, Arthur's uh, like, stick uh, yeah. your hand towards this, this She is not, woman. uh, you can tell fey magic, considering your backstory, this is not fey magic. Okay. In fact, um... The closest thing, you guys can feel whispers and memories swirling about all of you. Um, 
It's the familiar feeling that you would only recognize as fate. But what is, what are we smiling about? Nothing. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. It's fate magic. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um. Just girls, Dad. Does Q speak, uh, does Q speak Q speaks every Latin? language. Okay, so. Including the dead ones. So she speaks fantasy Latin. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's not particularly eloquent. She doesn't say much, but that's the one she can understand. Okay, yeah, I, I switch to fantasy Latin. And I ask if she has a name. She uh, says no. No, she doesn't. Do you have, like, a personality or wants or dreams? Absolutely not. So you're just a really hot woman with absolutely no personality who ha happens to be an appropriate age for a male character. Is that what I'm understanding here? Not true, either. That's not true? She shakes her head again. She... So you... You're a woman without a personality? You're not... <laughs> you do have... I'm confused. She smiles and... Uh... She says, <clears throat> I switched places with somebody else a long time ago. Um, I used to be the goddess of death. And then we switched. I was imprisoned in this piece of wood in ancient times. And uh, the, the young girl I met uh, became a death god. And what does that make you now? Princess of Rodachi, among other things. But most importantly, probably the most intelligent person on this on this island, from what I can tell. And she looks at like your your ragtag group of pirates. <laughs> um, Arthur is like doing that thing where like I, I feel like he and Sinead often like just like when they can't understand what's going on, just kind of chat yeah. about what they think is happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, so Sinead, I feel like I got a pretty good read on this one. I think this is Q's talking to a dumb bitch face, and I think this woman just said something really out of pocket, but I'm I'm not entirely sure just based on reactions. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of confusion happening between these two right now. I'm just I'm just hoping that Q isn't like flirting because that has led us down the wrong path before. No, I feel like Q doesn't really go for stupid people and I think this woman just looks dumb as hell. I think I think this person What's well, really a wide assumption given that you don't know what she's saying. Well right. It's just more of like, you know, how smart could a hunk of wood really be? Okay, well, what if she's a goddess? What if she is a goddess? What if she is some mythical creature? Do you really want to be in insulting her right in front of her? Arthur turns really seriously to Sinead and puts an arm on her shoulder and says, Sinead, when have I ever been polite or nice or amenable to the death goddesses we know? You know, you got a great point there. You got a good point. Carry on. <laughs> and Arthur looks really smug and just get, like watching, like looks back at the conversation. Um, at any rate, can somebody please tell me why uh, I'm back here? What year is it? Um, also, why does everyone speak such a weird form of of the language? Everyone's got this weird hillbilly accent. Right. So um, it. It has been, you've been gone for like, I think a thousand years or two, maybe. Um, 
Vodachi is currently under a coup by fate witches that we're trying to undo to put Giuseppe on the throne. Although I think we haven't really talked about it, but like if Montaigne doesn't get to have a monarchy and we get class inequality, then Vodachi doesn't either. We are going to fix that. But um, we're putting Giuseppe on the throne and like getting rid of the fate witches who are trying to destabilize and take over the whole world. This is Giuseppe, by the way, and I gesture to Giuseppe. Giuseppe like waves weakly. <laughs> He's like, she says, that's the best you could find, huh? Well, you know prophecies are prophecies, you work with what you can. Honestly- I invented prophecies, of course I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, like honestly, I think, well, I have a friend who's like, should be in charge of everything, but you know, I've been dealing with way too many gods and shit to like, start questioning stuff now, so. Well, at any rate. Uh... Oh wait, you know- you know the death goddess, yes? You say she came into power after you, you guys switched places. Was that like a, was that the that thing you were happy with? Is that the thing you wanted to do? Or like, how do you feel about her? Um, you seem awfully interested in, I mean, I, you seem very much alive, so I, I don't think you would. Well, it's a relatively new thing for me. The point is, you don't know her like I do, so anything I say about this is not going to help. No, because I did die, and I kind of, I really, we were we were kind of a thing, and I really screwed up. Like, I screwed up so bad. If you and had died and come back to life, you would have introduced a plague that would have scoured the world and decayed bodies. Okay. And I'm not saying two people here are sick. Well, and there's a plague, oh, there is a plague going around other parts of the world. We, we went to the other hell, you know, that her ex is in charge of. I don't know if you know her him. Her ex? They broke up? Oh my god, yeah. It was not a good breakup, uh, and she just don't like to talk about it. He's more willing to talk about it than her, but that is beside the point. Anyways, we got to flower. Don't tell yeah. me you banged the ex-husband. Okay, see, I... now this is weird, because yeah, it looks I like see, now they're I gossiping. I think there's gossip, yeah, there's like a gossip Why thing going gossiping? on between them. What could they possibly be so fucking I don't gossiping about? That's so what I said. Me... I know I messed up. I know so I made a mistake. Me well, to be fair, she murdered me. She murdered me and my friends, and I pointed to <laughs> Sinead and Arthur. She murdered all of us, and she fucked over my entire home country, and I was maybe feeling a little mad about that. So, yeah, maybe. Maybe I did something that wasn't good. But, you know, I also did kind of help save the world from the trouble she brought it in. So it's like, if she hadn't murdered me and done all this shit in the first place, and I didn't have to make a deal with her husband who spent a quarter of the year with him anyway, we wouldn't be in this mess. But I was just wondering, since you know her, if you guys were, like, friends or something, if you could tell me maybe some information about how I could, um, help. Are they bonding? They look like they're bonding. I honestly have no clue. You bastardize my language into this thing I can barely understand. You I, saw how confused I was when I got here. I then did not you, bastardize you your language. Die, I'm the only one who knows the old one. Back, you coming back into the world releases a plague that's probably killed tons of people. Oh, she you seems let angry now. My country, uh, you let my country fall to a bunch of fate witches. A, a group of people I invented, by the way. Okay? Okay, and well, then, you, maybe you should invent better people. Maybe I am literally just some person from France. It is not my job to keep your country. I'm currently, we are the only ones trying to save your country. We have not had a say in so many of the circumstances that did led to the ruin of this world. And right now, we are just looking for any chance of success. You're trying to save this country with... And she motions to Giuseppe. Listen, if you... You said you invented the fate witches. 
this is what they gave us. And I pointed just that I'm like, I'm just saying this, that way you guys know that I'm like pointing angrily at you two and I'm like, this is what you gave us. This is on this is on you. This is on you as much as it is on the rest of us. And he's he's grown a lot. I pat him on the head. He's actually a lot better than he was. He'll do fine with good counsel. I mean, really, the guy who's in charge is mostly just a figurehead anyway, you know. We that's how all these things work. At any rate. Perhaps uh, this will be amusing. I'll enjoy watching to see what you guys do. Do you happen... So, two questions. One, Who are you? <laughs> I feel like you didn't really answer whether or not you know what I could do to make it up to Lady Arbol. And two, you don't have Fate to have... Fate of the have... World is the B-plot. <laughs> Arthur's like smoking a fucking joint. Just like <laughs> Just you don't happen like, to have any, like, dormant god magic that could help us, you know? And then if we put Giuseppo in charge, we can, like, you know, put more funding to the schools and try to revive the study of uh, this language we're speaking right now. That sounds like you're trying to bribe me into doing something I don't particularly want to do. At any rate, this will be a lot of fun. Um, but, but I'm I do so know. cute. Yes, you're you're relatively attractive. At any Wait, rate, relative to, like, what? What? You said I'm relatively attractive. Like, relative to what? I don't know. I've been a piece of wood for 2,000 years. All right, pass me and that. Like, and I said Arthur with the joy. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine, like, what it's like. It's, it's definitely not interesting enough to learn the language. It's just more fun to not know and just speculate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, at any rate, um, you guys might want to be preparing soon. I get a sense that you're all scheming. I can see the strings of fate around this island quite a bit. Whenever people conspire to change the world. But I'll have you know that some of uh, my distant relatives are doing the same. First to the finish, then. Alright. Um, I turn to the group and I say, okay, so she's just going to hang around for a while. That's it? That's all that conversation was? I feel like there's a little bit more that you're leaving out. <laughs> no mm. fucking way, dude. You were talking for like 40 <laughs> minutes. That can't be it. There was a lot of back and forth that we were establishing stuff. Well, okay. So she like used to be a goddess and now she's no longer a goddess. I don't know if she has god power. She really can't help me with my romance situation or she Arthur can't just help takes me. She's the not really saying head anything. And just shakes his head through <laughs> all of this. Yeah, we just got the shit to do. Like honestly, we had a really long conversation, but like the only actionable stuff is she's just going to hang around and she's she thinks she said I'm relatively attractive, which I feel like if I were a piece of wood for several thousand years and I saw me for the first time, I would not yeah. say relatively attractive. Shanae yeah. is you know, rolling I'm her yeah. eyes so hard, so yeah. big. No, totally, totally. So what uh, is she? Who is she? Oh, right. I turn. What's your name? She smiles and she says, Arbol.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.